Hello everybody, this is Eurovision on Air and today I have some things to say about the winners of last night's national finals. Yes, I do. There were six new songs selected yesterday in San Marino, Malta, Croatia, Slovenia, Poland and Norway and we're going to talk about all of them. The Eurovision fandom has been going kind of crazy over the last couple of hours since these songs were chosen as they're known to do sometimes because they say that this is the worst year in a long time and blah 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 and lots of the songs that they liked weren't chosen in Malta for example in Croatia in Slovenia but um, let's look at the songs that were actually chosen and let's see whether people are right about this being a really bad year for Eurovision. I mean, the worst year ever talk kind of appears every year around this time because a lot of the internal songs haven't been chosen and people haven't really listened to the songs uh, often enough because you can kind of listen to them more and then fall in love with them later on. So maybe people shouldn't be so overdramatic, but Anyway, so the first country I want to talk about is Croatia. Mia Dimšić, uh, a very known singer in Croatia, won Dora 2022 with her sweet little song uh, Guilty Pleasure. Mia has said that she has been influenced by Taylor Swift, Casey Musgraves, Nora Jones, artists like that, like country-ish, jazzy artists from uh, the United States. And you can kind of hear that in her song Guilty Pleasure. I'm a bit sad that the entire song is completely in English because usually Croatia is one of the countries that does sing in its national language. And as far as I could find, Mia has been singing in Croatia during her career but um, well I guess she thought that for Eurovision English is the way to go. People seem to be quite unhappy with her winning uh, Dora but if you look at it she won the televote she won the jury vote so Croatia really wanted to send her and that's all that is that Eurovision is about the country choosing their artists to represent them at least if you don't have an internal selection. And I'm quite happy with that. Mia is a big, big star in Croatia, as I said before. She has had two number one albums in Croatia, six number one hits. Wow, that's quite impressive. And nine more top 10 songs. So she's really a household name. And Croatia is actually sending one of their most famous singers and a household name to Turin. So let's talk about the song a little bit. It's a song about having an affair while you're married. So a song about adultery. I think that hasn't happened that often in Eurovision. Usually it's about love blooming and whatever. But in this song, she talks about having an affair with another man, thinking about running away with him. But as far as I hear the song, in the end, she says in real life, it's actually not going to happen. So she's staying with her husband. So the Catholic Church can rejoice at that. You can hear the country influences in the song. And I think it's actually a really nice tune and something that the juries will really, really love. And as far as I could see from the performance, she has a lot of charisma. She has a lot of, I think, also experience as a performer, which is very important. And she knows how to connect to the camera. So in a way, I think Croatia is going to do pretty well. They are in semi-final one. And I can see this qualify. Actually, I'm almost sure this is going to qualify with the other songs that are on offer in that semi-final. The thing I would change about the performance is the dancer. 
what he did was really impressive and it was really nice to see. But um, I think they should focus on her, maybe add some beautiful backgrounds, Croatian nature scenes or whatever you can think of. But the dancer, I felt like, was a bit distracting. He, it kind of tells the story of her being kind of drawn to another man. But if you really want to tell the story, there's better ways to do it, I feel like. So, yeah, get rid of the dancer, focus on her. She has a lot of charisma and can sell this song really, really well. So well done, Croatia, I think. Now let's go on and talk about the probably most controversial winner yesterday, and that's Norway. Subwoofer with Give That Wolf a Banana. I don't know what all the fuss is about. I think the song has wonderful lyrics that really talk about the human condition and the struggles of humanity. I'm, of course, uh, kidding. This is a really fun song because the lyrics don't make any kind of sense. They're called Keith and I think Jim, and they need to give a banana to a wolf so it doesn't eat the grandma. I don't really know what that's supposed to mean. I don't think it's supposed to mean anything. But I don't think that people are right in calling this a joke entry because to me, a joke entry is an entry that doesn't take itself seriously in a musical way. So Leto Sweat, for example, to me is a real joke entry because it's horrible to listen to. But this one, Give That Wolf a Banana, is actually a song that I find catchy, fun, something that I would listen to. And I have, actually. So I discovered this song weeks ago and listened to it. And I thought, wow, this could actually win Eurovision, I think. Because the lyrics are nonsensical, of course which how many songs have we had in Eurovision that have had nonsensical lyrics and they won. And the melody is just incredibly catchy. And They have the added gimmicks of these masks, these wolf masks, and you don't know who they are. I think that may have helped them a bit more in Norway. Ballad version of the song, Give That Wolf a Romantic Banana, which is also kind of cool. So, and they work together with DJ Astronaut. So what can I say? I don't know. I like it. I think it's fun. And it's actually going up in the betting odds, Norway is. Their background story that they're telling is also kind of cool. It feels a bit like Conchita, who was always talking about she was from Argentina or was married to some Argentinian dancer. I don't quite remember. They actually also have a story where they say that they are four and a half billion years old. They are brothers and they have conquered every planet in the universe with their music. And so now they have set their sights on planet earth well interesting let's see whether they can actually conquer planet earth as well they're of course playing with this image of the popular tv show the masked singer and i wouldn't be surprised if some people vote for it because it reminds them of that successful show sorry i was rambling a little bit but i really like the song so uh please don't be too harsh on it. It's really not that bad. Next, we go to Malta, who have had a pretty good couple of years in Eurovision with very interesting songs, for example, by Destiny last year. And they have chosen Emma Muscat, also one of their most famous singers, um, with the song 
Out of Sight. I always forget how the song is called and I actually also kind of forget the song, which is not a good sign. But let's talk about that in a minute. Emma is actually a very famous singer in Malta and she's also had some success in Italy. She's had a top three album in Italy, for example. Her summer hit Sangria has 21 million streams on YouTube, which is actually pretty cool. I listened to a few of her songs and I knew some of them already from some online contests and things like that. And I have to say, almost all of her songs are better than the one that she's going to Eurovision with, which is really a pity because I think she's a great singer. She has a lot of charisma, it's very beautiful. She could really sell a song if she had one, but I really don't hear a melody, a hook, any kind of chorus in this song that is memorable and that's really really sad the lyrics are about a strong woman leaving a man and saying that she will be fine well if you have a song like that maybe that's why people leave you alone i'm sorry to say now malta had this rule in other years that the singer that actually won the national final could change the song i haven't been able to check whether that is still the case. I don't think it is because no one has talked about it. But if she can, please, please change the song. I think you could be doing so much better. And if you don't, I'm afraid that she is she and Malta will stay in the semi-final this year, unfortunately. Next up we go to Slovenia, which <sighs> Oh, Slovenia, what have you done? Um, it's another song about breakups and uh, unfulfilled love. It's about um, the lead singer kind of being at the disco. He sees a girl that he likes, but she goes with another guy. And I really have to say, if you dress like that and if you sing like that and if that's your song, are you really that surprised that she went with the other guy? Sorry, but it's actually kind of fun. And I think if I listen to it more, I can could get into it. But the whole performance, the whole song, the singing, it all feels so incredibly amateur. It feels like a school band just wandered on a stage and starts to perform. And that's actually what it is. I think they are a band that was formed in high school. The lead singer has no charisma, I'm really sorry to say. And he stands there in his communion suit that his grandma gave him when he was 15, so three years ago. And no, sorry, I, I really don't see this doing well. The, the performance was also strange because the voice sounded really produced, overproduced in a way. I don't know what they did, what kind of effects they put on that microphone. No, sorry, this is not going to do really well, but I give it a plus point for being an, in the national language. Next, we have actually one of the favorites apparently because Poland is number three in the betting odds. Have we ever seen that before? I don't think so. They have chosen the big fan favorite and also Bookie's favorite, Ochman with River. Now, I have listened to the song quite a lot recently because I read about it being a big favorite and a fan favorite and I wanted to know what it is about. It's a very modern sounding pop song. It has a good hook other than Slovenia and Malta, for example. It has a good feel to it, a good general feel as well. He has a good voice and you can see it in the performance. It's crystal clear. It's really, really great. And if he can deliver like that, he will get a lot of jury votes for this. However, I also feel a little bit that the song is a 
tiny bit pretentious because I listen to the lyrics and I can't really understand what it's about. Okay, you want to go to the river, float away, bury my things, bury me in my skin, whatever that means. These lyrics just don't tell a story. They don't let me know what it is about. And that makes it feel a bit pretentious. And then also the vocal acrobatics in the second half of the song that I don't really think add a lot to the feel of the song. And it, it's kind of like he's trying to impress the juries and get some points from the juries with that. I'm not, I'm not sure, but that's what it feels like. I guess it could be about anxiety and the feeling that you can't do it anymore. You don't want to be king anymore, he says, and the f that you want to float away in the river. It kind of reminds me of Joni Mitchell and the song River, where she says she wants to skate away on a river. Um, but that's a comparison that this song can't really win to be honest, because that Joni Mitchell song is not pretentious at all. This one, I'm not so sure about. The songwriter is actually the same songwriter as Me and My Guitar, Tom Dice in 2010, which feels completely different and very unpretentious, actually. So I'm not sure what happened there. The performance in the national final, he seemed very stiff. And I don't really know what the colors were supposed to signify. I think a lot of work can be done here and it can actually be made much more effective as a performance. So in the end, uh, I don't think this is winning. I think it can give Poland the best result in a long, long time. I think it can go top 10, actually. It will definitely qualify, I would say. But I don't see this win, actually, not at all. That leaves one more country that selected their song yesterday, and that's the Repubblica di San Marino. A lot of fans make fun of them because of the selection process and how bad the quality is. And I get all that. But if you think about it, would a town in your country with 30,000 inhabitants be able to put on a show like that with several semifinals and pull it off? I don't think they would. So kudos to San Marino for doing this. And kudos also for getting a really famous artist to represent them, Achille Lauro who came 14th in Sanremo this year and tried to represent Italy at Eurovision. Now he went to San Marino with another song. The song is called Stripper. And it's kind of in the style that he is known for, a little bit more than Domenica, his Sanremo entry. Punkish style song with lyrics in Italian and English. I like the bilingual part. I'm not so sure about the song. If I understand correctly, it says that the love that he is experiencing feels like a strip club and he also feels his heart feels like a freezer. So again, another song about unfulfilled love and unhappy love. I don't know what's going on in Europe. Somehow it feels like the continent needs therapy, maybe couples therapy, actually. Achille Lauro is has a lot of shock value, I would say. And I like that because he will bring a lot of entertainment to the Eurovision stage. The song I find a bit forgettable, but I think it will find its fans in its genre. So I think it's actually a great choice for San Marino. And I hope that this is the start of a tradition that some singers from Italy, famous singers from Italy, that now know what Eurovision is and want to go to Eurovision, will go to San Marino and try to represent it. And maybe in the long run, some French artists could go to Monaco and some Spanish artists to Andorra. But let's see. 
what happens. So we've talked about the six songs that have been chosen. I think the best chances in Eurovision I would give to Norway and Poland. I think Slovenia, Malta are completely chanceless. I'm really sorry to say that. I really like these two countries. And again, kudos to Slovenia for singing in Slovenian. I think Croatia is a pretty secure qualifier and San Marino will have to see. I think they're in semifinal too, so a bit harder, but they could actually do it and qualify for the third year in a row, which would be a great achievement. Thank you so much for listening to me rambling about these Eurovision songs. I love Eurovision so much and doing this podcast has been an idea that I've had for a few years and I'm really happy that it is actually happening right now. We are actually on Twitter. You can find us at Eurovision on air on Twitter and you can find some polls there for our next episodes where I ask you how you like some of the entries and that we'll be discussing in the next episodes and also some other information. So follow us on Twitter. We're also on Instagram where you can find us and see you soon. Bye bye.